1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music guy, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? So you're still standing, right? There, there we are. Start again. What did you say, Gary? I'm sorry. Oh, I said good morning, and then I said I asked how you were, and then I figured it's early, so you're still standing. It's 8:03. We're uh, we're all in good shape. Everybody, so far. Uh, people are where they're supposed to be right now. I believe ah. nothing is out of spec. Yeah, not yet. It will be by the end of the day. I was going to say, yeah, it's, you've got a long, you've got a, a long day on the links there. So, eh, you know what? It'll will probably be okay. I usually usually it works out that way, right? So where do you want to start in music news this week? Boy, I mean, yeah, they did announce the Kennedy Center honors yesterday with a, with a bit of a surprise. U2 is going to be among the Kennedy Center honorees come December. Uh, they'll be honored along with George Clooney, Gladys Knight, Amy Grant, and uh, Tanya Leon, who's a classical composer. Uh, it's very rare that bands are, are honored, um, and it's not very often that non-Americans are honored, but, but U2 is going to get the nod here. So I that'll be fun to see. Like... Apparently, apparently Bono, when he learned, was so surprised he was, he was having dinner when he heard and he dropped his fork. According. <laughs> and if, I thought Bono was already Kennedy Center honored, but apparently I'm no, no, completely he's, he's wrong partic- on that one. He's, yeah, he's participated in it. Okay. But he's not, he's not, you know, he and you two have not yet been honored. It, it does dovetail nicely. He has a memoir coming out in November. And everybody's expecting some music from you two, if not this fall, then certainly in 2023. So the, uh, the stars are aligning for these guys. Okay, not that she doesn't deserve it, but Amy Grant seems like what? Well, you know, again, seems like a smaller name, but she was such a significant force in the Christian music industry, you know, which flies below the radar okay. uh, for a lot of people, but no, a, a massive uh, force. And, you know, and, you know, she's been around a long time. She, she deserves it. Gladys Knight, of course, a great, great vocalist. And, you know, if only for, if it was only Midnight Train to Georgia, you know, she should be honored. But, you know, she has a lot else to recommend her. So the uh, the gala usually takes place during early December, and then it airs sometime during the last week of the year on CBS. How does the- that process work? It's, it, you know, the, the Kennedy Center has its own board of directors, and it has a committee that, that you know, chooses chooses the artists. You know, it's not a big public vote, and there, there's not a large voting body like there is with the Grammy Awards. Yeah. Or some, or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is a you know a, a selection committee. The only problem with the Kennedy Center Honors is other people perform their songs. You know, friends of theirs or acquaintances or whatever. I don't know how they pick them exactly, but it's never it's never as good as watching like Gladys Knight do her stuff or pick whoever's going in. You too. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know that I agree with that. I well, perhaps not as good. But it's very interesting to see some of these other artists, like Hart doing Stairway to Heaven or Bob Seger singing Heartache Tonight. Uh, you know, they, they, they get great artists who do really interesting interpretations of, of the inductees, the honorees' music. 
So, I, which I kind of like. I mean, there's, you know, Lord knows on YouTube, there's tons of, there's tons of footage of you two doing all their greatest hits, but I'd really like to see somebody else do, do it. You know, you can see Led Zeppelin doing Stairway to Heaven ad infinitum, but it's cool to see somebody else do it. If I'm in a group of Zeppelin fans and I say Hart does a better version of Stairway to Heaven, will I get beat up? Yes. Okay, because I think they do do a better version, to tell you the truth. Well, you know, they do. They do. Don't forget, you know, they were they were powered with like a, an orchestra yep. and and other musicians. I forget who they was. A Nuno Betancourt, who was uh, there was some hotshot guitarist who was part of that performance when they did it. And you know, they had Jason Bonham on drums. So, you know, they, it was a little bit of a stack deck. But there's, there's lots of great Zeppelin performances of Stairway out there too. All right, is Adele going back to uh, to Las Vegas? Is this that's really going to happen? Word, you know, and that's been the word, really. You know, since she she canned her uh, her Caesar's Palace residency at the beginning of the year. Uh, apparently, the word is we're going to hear about this soon. It is most likely going to be at the Planet Hollywood, you know, rather than at Caesar's Palace because Caesar's Palace has booked up the date. That's all the dates for the rest of the year. That said, Caesar's Palace has not formally canceled Adele, even though it's postponed, and her image is still part of the Caesar's Palace marquee. <laughs> so, so who knows? You know, and then do they sue if she decides to go somewhere else? Or I are they, would think so. Or, or are they delaying the announcement of the new dates until they've they've sorted this whole thing out? If only she had just dragged that Boy, piano you know, up. We keep saying it, but it would have been great. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Wolfgang Van uh, Van Halen is this what is uh, let on a little bit about what happened with the Eddie thing. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, so he was talking to Rolling Stone recently, and we're not sure if he was talking about an Eddie Van Halen tribute or, you know, that tour that we heard about where you know they were gonna it was gonna go out with David and Michael Anthony and you know and Joe Satriani. But what Wolfgang told Rolling Stone was he said, you know. And he, he was definitely playing, you know, trying to be politically correct and stay out of the fray. But he said, you know, what I can say is there was an, an attempt at doing something, but I don't like to speak negatively about people, but there are some people that make it very difficult to do anything when it comes to Van Halen. There's always some stuff that gets in the way, just, you know, aside from just making music and having a good time. So he said that's what happened. Everybody thinks he's talking about David Lee Roth. Um, he did say later on, you know, he did say later in the interview that, you know, it never even got to the point where he had to check off on it, he being uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. But he does say that when it comes to making decisions about Van Halen now, it comes down to Alex Van Halen, his uncle, Eddie's brother, you know, the you know, the drummer and, and the sole surviving, you know, of the of the brothers and that it really is going to be about Alex and what Alex wants to do, although Wolfgang will be consulted, and to a certain degree, you know, as the, I believe he's the executor of his father's estate, so he will have to give his blessing to whatever goes on. So uh, hopefully Uncle Alex, Alex gave him good Christmas gifts when he was a kid. Yeah. You know, they've hey, look, got a good relationship. <laughs> it's, it sounds like they get along. It sounds like Wolfgang and Michael Anthony get along really well. Yeah. And I, I know from talking to Michael Myself, he never held Wolfgang responsible for him being booted from the band. You know, Eddie and Alex, yeah, um, but not Wolfgang, who he'd known since he was a little kid. 
and apparently they have a they have a good relationship. Wolfgang apparently has a good relationship with Sammy Hagar. So he Wolf, Wolfgang is Switzerland in this model. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, you said uh, Aerosmith has pretty much said, "Yeah, there probably won't be any more new albums." Correct. Correct. But Joe Perry says, "But wait, but we're wait. working on we're working on a 50th anniversary box set." And literally, literally in the minutes, you know, what was it? A half hour ago, I sent you that or that. Um, they literally got a press release now, uh, just now that starting on July 29th, Aerosmith is going to start a, a new YouTube series called 50 Years Live from the Aerosmith Vaults. And much like Queen has been doing, they're going to run you know vintage shows from the vaults. It's going to start with a Houston show from 1977. And it looks like it's going to be weekly. And then, and then sometime this fall, it sounds like, from what Joe Perry's saying, there's going to be a box set that has lots of rarities, lots of live shows, videos. It's going to be some, you know, behemoth weight, you know, bench-pressing collection of vintage Aerosmith material. What do you think the dollar amount's going to be on that thing? You know, big. I mean, this is another box set, much like concert tickets, have become bands trying to make up for money, for lost money. <laughs> During the pandemic, so they, you know, I suspect it'll be a couple hundred, three hundred, you know, maybe maybe even more. You, and then is Harry Styles going to get any dough for this uh, University of Texas thing they're uh, they're rolling out about him? Oh, Harry Styles? Yeah, no, he won't he won't get any money, but he'll get you know. So this is this is interesting. So North North Texas State University, which in Denton. Which is a huge, huge music program. I mean, it's on it's on the same level as uh, Berkeley College of Music or or any of the New York institutions or, or Miami University. So they're going to do a a course on Harry Styles and the cult of celebrity next year, which will focus on you know Harry Styles, how he came up through One Direction as kind of a prefab you know teen phenom thing, and and then you know evolved into a very well respected and ambitious artist. Okay, so they're a, a school that specializes in in music, in music. and the arts. So Play, I, playing, I couldn't figure out why. As well as, yeah, playing as well as the, you know, as as well as the music business. But it could be an interesting course because he is a fascinating case study, kind of like Justin Timberlake was maybe fifteen or twenty years ago. You know, here's this guy that comes out of a boy band that nobody took super seriously from a creative standpoint and Harry Styles maybe, you know, maybe one of our most ambitious and creative artists right now. What does this do uh for his chances of a tell all book later in life then? Oh well hey, that's a, you know that that deal's probably already signed. It's just not coming <laughs> not coming for a while. Okay. Uh speaking of books, Charlie Watts, there's a biography coming out. Yeah, yeah, this didn't take long. You know, it's gonna be it's it's going to be an authorized official biography of Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts. It's called Charlie's Good Tonight, The Life, The Times, and Rolling Stones, The Authorized Biography of Charlie Watts. It's a mouthful. We'll just call it Charlie's Good Tonight. It's coming out October 11th. Um, again, authorized. It's going to feature new interviews with, with Mick and Keith, Ronnie, Bill Wyman, uh, Watts family members. It's going to be kind of a coffee table type of book with lots of lots of photos and images, you know, some artwork. So it should, it should be quite a good book. You know, it'll, right. 
Is is Charlie going to be part of this um, 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 Stones thing, the hologram thing? Are they going to send out what year band are they sending out on the hologram that, tour? That'll be interesting. So Mick Jagger, you know, was asked recently during their European tour what he thought about the ABBA avatar thing, you know, and he Mick spoke up and said, you know, I didn't get to see it. He was he had tickets, but because of the the bus strike, you know, the mass transit strike in London. Uh, you know, the traffic was just too bad, so he didn't even try to go there. But he said, this is, this is the answer for bands like ours. This is how we can continue to go out and play. So yeah. I suspect if, you, if it did happen, uh, they, would, they would find a way to create a Charlie avatar, along with avatars of Mick Keith, Ronnie, maybe Brian Jones, maybe Mick Taylor. But the key here is if they do it like ABBA did, so it was ABBA as avatars, and then you had a live band. In ABBA's case, it was the ABBA band from the 70s. So if you're the Stones, you know, who's the band? I suspect Chuck Lavelle, you know, the keyboard player and music director, could be part of this. Steve Jordan, who's in the band now to replace Charlie, could be playing live drums. Daryl Jones, who replaced Bill Wyman, could be playing bass. You have all the backup singers and horn players. So, there, you know, there's a lot to be asked and considered if the Stones are going to do this, but I don't know. Are we going to see Beatles, Beatles Avatar tour? Are we going to see, you know, is this what happens with the foreigners of the world, you know, as they decide they're too old to tour as, uh, you know, name your, name your veteran band. We could have a Van Halen Avatar. Well, uh, if there's, uh, here's, here's the deal. If there is money to be made, we will see these all over the place. Exactly. Right? There's, yeah. There's a lot of technology. It's a very complicated process, but, you know, you may be able to, that band you never got to see, you may be able to see. All right. What's our finishing story this week? Oh, boy. Our finish, you always put me on the uh, thing. Let's, yeah, let's talk about the Beastie Boys. Uh, they're going to be honored with a new street in New York City. It's going to be called Beastie Boys Square on the lower east side of Ludlow Street and Rivington Street. This is the street that was on the cover of the Paul's Boutique album. So, you know, the city of New York wants to recognize the achievements of, of the three of them. And so they're going to take this street that they, you know, they immortalized on their album cover and uh, name it after the Beastie Boys. Another, right. another tourist destination in New York City. Do they come by for a ribbon cutting? They later? will. Yeah, I'm oh, sure okay. they will. The ribbon cutting. Well, that's, that's the least. Yeah, you know, whatever. Or, or yeah, it is kind of a ribbon cutting. I've seen... Uh, Stevie Wonder's done it here in Detroit, and Aretha Franklin did it. And, you know, you, you cut a ribbon, and there's your street sign. And, you know, in a week, there will be some bird poop on it. <laughs> All right, part Gary. Of the neighborhood. All right, Gary, very good. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, hit them straight today and try to behave. Well, that would be I a am, first. You I bet. am there in spirit, by the way. You will, see, right. late, you will see that later today. All right, Gary. All right, Gary. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Gary Graff, our music guy, you get him every Friday morning.